All right, welcome to the Shout Out Arizona podcast. We hope it'll become a part of your daily routine because in just 15 minutes a day, you're gonna learn two life lessons, one for your personal life, one for your professional life from some of the brightest and most inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives in town. All right, all right. So we've got a very special guest on the pod today. But before I introduce you to today's guest, I just want to ask folks who are loving our podcast to hit that subscribe button. It means the world to us. You have no idea. And we really, really appreciate it. Or leave us a review. We will be picking out some of the reviews to shout out on future episodes. So tell us who you are, what you do, what you love about the pod. But uh, all right. So for today's pod, We've got Bruce Wilson, the second visual artist, graphic designer, photographer. Music drives his creativity. And growing up with like-minded siblings, he thought this was the standard for everyone. Um, obviously, that's not the case, but he was very, very lucky um, with you know with the family that he grew up with. So whenever they would listen to music, they would associate color, texture, movement, even entire narratives with each song. And it was something they sensed and Each one of them often would sense it a little differently. And so they would ask each other, you know, what did you see when you heard this song or that song? And sometimes they saw the same thing, but more often than not, they perceived something different in the music. And that was based off of their perspectives. And so they learned a lot from each other. And, um, and, and so I think Bruce is really luckier than most in that he had such a wonderful childhood and such a musically inclined family that created such a rich and wonderful environment for, uh, for, for him to, uh, to grow his creativity in. So with no further ado, Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. This podcast is all about us getting out of the way and giving you an uninterrupted platform to share your story and the lessons you've learned along the way, both personal and professional. So let's start with your story and how you got to where you are today. Uh, Thank you. First off, I want to say thank you so much for that awesome introduction. Um, I think uh, with that introduction, I might actually sound cooler than what I am. So hopefully I don't disappoint with the rest of this podcast. But you covered a big part of it, um, starting off with my my brothers and sisters. Um, Just incredible individuals. There's, There's five of us total, and I'm right in the middle. So I was covered our surrounded on both sides with just these incredibly creative, um, awesome people and was constantly being inspired by the things they said, the things they did and the things that they created to this day still inspired. Um, one, one of my favorite memories was around when I was nine and my oldest sister, she was 12. Um, we were taking piano lessons and she had started to write her own music writing write her own songs and she had this piece that she written that to me was i don't know if i'm right but to me it was way more complicated than what it what a 12 year old should be playing (laughs) but she would stop playing whenever whenever somebody would come in to listen to her so i would hide out on the stairs and just listen just so i could hear that song hear her play it whenever she would start playing it um and you know I, to this day, I still hear it in my head, um, and I, I, I'm looking forward to a time where I can actually hear it again. Um, I don't think her kids know that how awesome their mom is um, writing complex songs like that at 12 years old. But yeah, just constantly inspired growing up um, with, with people like that. But eventually, I did go to school. I went to the East Valley Institute of Technology in Mesa, Arizona, or EVIT, as a lot of people know it as. And I had three... Um, Incredible teachers, uh, Ron Morrison, Randall Yan, and Bruce Johnson. 
And they taught me a whole lot about taking my creativity and using it professionally, um, using it commercially to, to generate income as a job. And I learned a whole lot from those guys and, and had a, a lot of fun and met a lot of really cool artists and creative people in that class. But after I graduated, I actually didn't use my degree for the next 20 years. Instead, I worked as um, an optician. I worked as a painter, painting houses, not the fun kind of painting. And um, I worked um, at UPS. Um, most of the time I spent working as an optician. But I did learn a lot in that time to, to acquire a lot of lessons. And I spent a lot of time actually playing music. And it was during that time that I actually followed suit from my sister and started writing my own songs. Never wrote anything as complex and as beautiful as a song that she wrote when she was 12. But um, that did inspire me to start doing that. And I guess a large part of the reason why music still is a huge driving force in anything that I create. All right. Uh, really appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of setting things up for us. And, and so now let's just, let's jump right into the heart of things. We promise people that in just a couple of minutes uh, a day by listening to our podcast, they're going to hear two helpful lessons, one that might help them in their professional life, one that might help them in their personal life. Uh, and so we'd love for you to share with us a lesson that you've learned from your professional life and the story behind how you learned that lesson? Oh, man, this this is a great question. I, I love this question. Um, unexpected lesson, I have to say by far, is the importance and the value of failure. Um, I mentioned when I graduated from EVIT, there was a 20-year period where I didn't do anything with my degree. And a large part of that was because I was afraid. I was afraid of failing. And as a young man, I thought failure was something that you avoided like the plague. But interestingly, um, it was working as an optician that really fleshed out that, that lesson. Um, you would think I would have learned that lesson when I was um, at the same time, at that time I was pursuing music. You think I would have learned it from trying to play the guitar and being really, really bad at it and not getting it and eventually getting it. But uh, I feel like that still was something was too close to what I was already familiar with. So it still was a creative venture. Whereas opticianry, in my mind, that is the furthest thing from a creative pursuit as it could be. <laughs> but in that environment, I found myself constantly adapting to changes. Every patient that I sat down with had a different way of perceiving the world, a different way of understanding the world a uh, different way of communicating how they understand understood it and an entirely different set of problems. <laughs> so constantly adapting that way meant that a lot of times I got it wrong. But I started to notice after a while that it was these times that I got it wrong that I learned the most. Um, if I had a great patient, sometimes we would go through troubleshooting a problem over and over again until we found the solution. And that solution would lead to a new standard within um, our team at the practice that I was working at. And every time that happened, things got better. So after a while, I started to notice that failure is actually an important part of growing. And if we avoid it or avoid activities or, or unfamiliar situations because we don't want to fail, we rob ourselves of the lessons that could be learned and we rob ourselves of um, really the progress that could be made. 
So once I fully grasped that lesson, surprisingly in the field of optical, <laughs> being an optician, um, I was ready to start start my own business. And <laughs> ironically, I also think that if I had never gotten into opticianary, I would have never also developed an interest in photography, which has a lot to do with light and a lot of the stuff that I learned from being an optician. So, um, yeah, yeah, very big, important lesson, learning to fail. <laughs> in fact, I have a piece that I'm working on that's actually called that, <laughs> just drawing on the importance and the value of drawing those lessons out of failure. Perfect. So let's move on to your personal life. What's a lesson and a story that you can share from your personal life? Okay. Another great question. All right. Thank you. Um, I would have to say perspective, um, the value of perspective. That's, that was an important life lesson for me. Um, and I really, really got the sense of it when I got married um, and living with my wife. Um, but it started actually with something that my, my brother said. I, I keep quoting him, but I'm telling you guys, he's an awesome person. And just some of the things that come out of his mouth just really, really make you think. Um, we were in traffic and um, I was getting impatient, irritated with the, the traffic. It was a summertime in Arizona and we we're stuck in traffic. And he just calmly like looks around at all the cars and he says, you know, Bruce, every one of these cars right now, there's a person in that car that has an entirely different way of looking at the world and their own set of problems, their own set of things that they're worried about getting home in time for. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, okay, I get you. I need to, I need to calm down a little bit. But that really made me think and that stuck with me. But when I got married, the lesson really came to life because um, my wife and I are very different in a lot of ways. We approach the world entirely different. I'm, I tend to be a little bit idealistic and um, she's very practical, very logical. Um, I guess you could say she's left brain and I'm right brain. But in living with her, I've learned the value of looking at things from her perspective, just listening to her and how good things are when we listen to each other and learn from each other and bounce those ideas off of each other. Even though fundamentally, our approach to things are entirely different. We've gained so much um, as a couple because of that. And I think what happens a lot of times, at least to me it happened, the voice inside your head and the voice inside your heart is so loud that you can't hear the other voices around you that are just as valid as the one that you are using. And you forget to consider them and think about them. Sometimes just do it the other way. Do it, not do it your way. Do it the way that the other person wants it and see the, the good that results from it. I think sometimes we, we all forget that, but that perspective is so important to be able to um, take the time and really understand things from a, another, another point of view, another perspective that is entirely foreign. Um, going back to music, there, there's a song written by an artist, Thomas Bergeson, and the song is called Mountain Call. It's on his Humanity album, the I think volume one. Thomas Bergeson, volume, volume one, Humanity. And this song, um, Mountain Call, if you go to the, the marker at three minutes and 30 seconds, there's a solo. The instrument is called a, a deduke, which is like a um, Middle Eastern, ancient Middle Eastern flute. But at the 330 
marker, there's a solo. And to me, that sounds like her thinking, or at least how her thinking sounded to me when I first um, getting, so it was getting used to it. It's a little unexpected, um, doesn't quite make sense, but it is beautiful. It's so beautiful and it's so symmetrical and you can see the logic. And every time I listen to it, I get goosebumps because to me, it sounds like a it sounds like her thinking and it's just absolutely beautiful. And it reminds me of that lesson that perspective is important. Listen to the other voices around you and see where they're coming from. And the world just becomes that much more beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you sharing all those uh, thoughts and the wisdom and stories and all that. It, it was really great. And um, I'm sure there's a ton of people who are thinking, you know, how do I get in touch? Uh, what, what's the best way to stay connected, etc. So if you have, um, you know, a, a, any sort of contact info or websites, social media profiles, etc., that you'd like to share with the audience, let us know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the easiest way to connect with me or to contact me is through either one of my Instagrams. I have two accounts, an art account and a photo account. The art account is Kindle, K-I-N-D-L-E underscore Bard, B as in boy, A-R-D as in dog, underscore art, A-R-T. And the photo account is Kindle underscore Bard underscore photo. Uh, if you hit the link in the bio on either one of those accounts, it'll take you to my link tree that has all of my um, social medias and all of my uh, and my website is on there as well. And on my website, you'll find art prints. Um, sometimes with the art prints that I create, I'll write a piece of prose that goes with it. it just really depends on the print. Um, you'll also find a page for my photography services that I'm currently constructing a page that's going to feature my music. So yeah, that's kind of like an all-inclusive place right there on the website where you have everything kind of in one place. But yeah, easiest way to get there is through my Instagram and just hitting the link in the bio that'll that'll um, give you the options as to what, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. We sincerely appreciate your time and we hope you'll subscribe, tell others about the podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. It means the world to us. All righty. See y'all again soon.